everyone. Welcome to another episode of Apologetically Me. I'm Maggie. I'm Wanda. And we're here with part two of movies from that era. We're going to be doing the early 2000s this time. But before we get started, Wanda, tell the people what you got going on. So nothing really happened this week other than I got a haircut. And my hair is significantly shorter than before. I think I lost a full five inches. And... I'm quite happy about it because it got to the point where it was so long that it became such a nuisance of the gym. It took so long to dry. I shed hair everywhere. I mean, I still shed hair everywhere, but now it's slightly better because it's slightly shorter. Um, the unintended consequence of it, though, was I might have gotten a little bit too short. And if I don't style my hair and just let it rest naturally, the ends get very, like, puffy and look a bit strange. Um I also asked my hairdresser to give me shorter bangs. I put that in quotation marks because they're not really bangs. I wanted to maybe go for curtain bangs. And I was like, should I? Shouldn't I? And he like cut my bangs. And then he's like, do you want to go shorter? And I was like, should I go shorter? And he's like, do you want to style them? And I was like, no. And he's like, no, you shouldn't go shorter. So they're not really that short. They're just like, I don't know. Sorry, audio listeners. But they're like, I don't know, three-fourths of the way down. I can still tuck it behind my... What's up, banana? Uh, banana the length of a banana. (laughs) Uh, This is not banana. I guess when it's straight, maybe. Uh, Oh, maybe. Yes, I have banana-length bang hair. (laughs) Sorry. What do you mean, sorry? <laughs> sorry to interrupt you to make that comment that it's the length of a banana. <laughs> it's super helpful. <laughs> um, but yeah, so haircut. <laughs> I can't remember where I was going anymore. I liked it. I remember I saw you over the weekend and I was like, whoa, holy shit. One, your hair looks amazing. Two, your arms also look amazing. <laughs> So, oh no, nice. I like it. Second one was because of me, so thank you. The first <laughs> one was because of my hairdresser and how he actually uh, properly blow dried my hair. So nice. maybe one day I'll relay that compliment, but probably not. I feel that sometimes I do go a little bit too short, and then you're in that weird phase where you have to, yeah, constantly style it or straighten it every day, which is bad for your hair. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I try to go no heat so this hasn't been great but i don't wash my hair that often and i don't go up that often i only did this for you guys Aww. so you're welcome sweaty yeah anyways what's your update for this week there's a lot of things going on first of all it's been a week and a bit of my hackutane journey uh it coincided with a bad time like my period um and I guess like the humidity too, it's been freaking hot outside. I have been melting every day. Every time we go on a walk, there's a thin layer of sweat around me. Um, so it's hard to tell if my headaches are from Accutane, my period, or the humidity, which I do get sometimes. Um, but my skin is not great. Uh, I am sore, but it could be from the bed. I don't know. My back's been hurting lately. I haven't worked out in a bit. I'm going to go try The Good Life because our gym is very hot and hard to breathe. So we're going to try out a new gym. We're excited. Um, And last but not least, 
we have news from the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard case. So quick update. I just read a brief thing, like an article. Johnny Depp won the libel, libel case, um, but Amber Heard and Johnny Depp are both guilty of defamation of each other, apparently. <laughs> so win, win, lose, lose. So what does this mean? I don't know what this means. Um, I only read a brief article. I didn't really like get really into it because I had to look up what libel means. For those who don't know, it means slander. And it was, he's suing her because of her op-ed that she put, but she didn't name him. But he was like, it's clearly about me. Like this domestic abuse op-ed, which is not true. Um, so yeah, so he won that. I thought you were going to talk about like interesting news about yourself. Like we have news. Oh, um... We do? Me and you? No, like no, like you said, I think you said we have news. Oh, I meant we as in royal we. <laughs> <laughs> so I was we like, as the oh world. my god. <laughs> yeah, we we as the world. I feel um, bamboozled. Uh but I see in my group chat with Prabby and Sally on Facebook that they are saying this is the first time she has cried real tears since the trial has started. So this means she has to pay a lot of money, or does she just not like losing? She pays a lot of money. Ah, okay. Also, I can't believe you guys have a group chat without me. I am so offended. This is on Facebook. <laughs> I am so offended. This was the only update that was made. Just the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard thing. So sad. I am missing out on this big news. Wait, did you know about this before? I did not know about the verdict, but I did know that the jury was supposed to come back on Tuesday. Mm. Today so. is Wednesday. I have not been following the case at all. I just want to say. Yes, um, I have because my mother is obsessed with it. Uh, it's very wrong, but my mother sees this as like a form of entertainment. Not entertainment, but she's just like following. She's like, oh my God, this is so interesting. And I was like, mom, why are you so into this? Like, why is this even being live streamed? And she was like, because this is setting a precedent in law history. Like, they're saying that this is um, like the first ever thing happening in the legal world. And Kathy and other lawyers out there listening, can you chime in and tell us if this is true? Because I don't know about that. Yeah, that sounds... Defamation and libel are not new things. Is it like the recording of it or like the fact that because they're both like movie stars i think it's because they're both movie stars ah okay but it's really like a he said she said kind of thing like you see a lot of like johnny depp's leaking or releasing the audio of her like hitting him and stuff and then i see on twitter too a lot of people are on amber heard side and they're like johnny depp's team like edited that clip or like they only released a of like a specific part of that clip so I don't, I don't really know. I leave it to the legal system. Uh, I will side with whoever. Okay. I see. <laughs> but, like, also, I'm on Johnny Depp's side. I'm just not going to take a side, just in case. Good call. Very, very <laughs> PC of you. Playing the field. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, who's your beef or crush of the week? So, my crush of the week is Samu Liu's new book, We Are Dreamers. And I finished it and Maggie is in the midst of it. She's halfway through the book, I think. And 
I love it. I absolutely 100% adore it. I laughed. I cried. I went through like all these different emotions and stuff. And like, not only is it super relatable, but also you really like, he is a really good storyteller and like props to his editor and everything as well for making it and crafting it to the way that it is now. But the book has made me really thankful for the parents that I had um, because it could have been a lot worse. And I'm trying to say this with like not trying to spoil the book for anyone, but I don't like, is that a spoiler? No, I don't think so. But also, yeah. Yeah, so I won't go, I won't go into detail about it, but it made me very thankful for my parents. How did you feel? Um, at first, I was like, I was confused why he wanted to bring up his parents' history, but I'm very glad that he did because it kind of makes you like understand where their anger um, and frustration is kind of coming from. Um, and I guess like it is a little bit relatable to me. I'm not saying it's like the extent that he did, but I feel like it would be relatable to Hugh, my older brother, because I think like he went through something very, very similar as Simu did. Um, but I, yeah, I agree. I think there were parts where it made me tear up. I'm very happy that he's kind of open with this. Like, I feel like we're not the only ones who, like, I think if we're feeling like this, I think a lot of other people who probably empathize or like relate to this too. And they're like, whoa, holy shit, Simu went through this too. Um, so I'm very glad we have more representation out there. People making this public. Not that it's okay, actually. <laughs> I don't want to say that it's okay for what his parents did. But you can understand it. Yeah. Um, just going on the part about, like, the history of his parents, I also learned a lot about Chinese history that I didn't really know about. And I had to ask my mom about. And she told me that she was too young at that time to have really, I guess, known the impact. And she also grew up in the country anyway. So... I guess, uh, like, they wouldn't have shipped off her or her brothers anywhere because they were already in the country. Yeah, true. But, <laughs> but anyways, I learned a lot about Chinese history that I didn't know about. On a, a separate note, the fact that, like, he had so many experiences that we kind of also had when we were growing up. Like, in one of our first episodes, we used to complain about the fact of, like, bringing lunches, like, Asian type lunches to school and getting made fun of that or like the passive aggressive things that kids would do um and like the comparison that you have between your like your parents like your friend parents friends and everything and their kids and comparing you towards them and everything like is this just like what Asian Americans or Asian Canadians go through like does everyone just have this exact same experience yeah I think it's a really strong first gen thing first gen second gen if your parents are immigrants you're probably going through this it's absolutely crazy how like we all have this kind of shared identity yeah i like it but also i'm like hmm, nothing about me is original yeah that like that <laughs> is another thing i'm like oh i guess the hardships that i also had everyone else had as a first generation immigrant okay 
okay, what do I do with this now? <laughs> yeah. How do I come to terms with this so that I'm not original? <laughs> oh, side note, I I keep telling Nick about this book and I like try to summarize it and stuff, but it's still like, you're right. I think because, okay, so to take a step back, Wanda was like, if I ever do have children or if I plan to have children, Jordan would have to listen to this book or read this book. And I was like, hmm, interesting. Maybe I'll give Nick a TLDR. And Wanda was like, no, 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 you can't. He has to actually read it to get the full impact. And then I was trying to give him a TLDR and he just like kept questioning and everything. And I was like, no, you're missing the point here. Like, why are you questioning that part? So now you're right. I think he has to actually listen to it. It's about the journey. It's not about like the destination. Exactly. So I told him like his, like about that Chinese law about how the kids one child from each family was sent to like the mountains to like farm and stuff and do manual labor or live proletariat life and nick was like oh well farming's not that bad right and i was like "Hmm, you gotta really listen to this to see what they do i mean i feel like you could have like conceptualized it as like hard labor yeah i feel like me just seeing hard labor farming and he was like oh well i've always wanted to own a farm so how bad could it be I was like, no, no, no. People would faint out there. There's, like, no water. Um, There's no sunscreen. You literally would die. Yeah. Not die, but, like, be the on the brink of death. On another side note, uh, you just made me remember the whole, like, situation of, like, having to choose, like, a child and everything. And, like, I was telling this to my mom, and I was like, like, that's so crazy. I can't believe they put the, like, choice onto someone else. Like, why wouldn't the parents decide and stuff? And my mom, like, was very, like, nonchalant about it. She was like, well, like, what would you have them do? Like, they had to choose somebody, right? And, like, it's just so weird to see, like, what she said about it versus, like, what I kind of thought about it. Because I was so angry at the situation. But she, like, I guess viewed it from the parents' point of view and was like, well, you had to choose. (laughs) So we're going to let you choose. (laughs) So it was like, you had to choose somehow. It's either, like, them or you. So it's like, like, it was like, it was a choice that you had to make kind of thing. And I was like, you're not getting my anger here. (laughs) What did you ask your mom what she would have done? I kind of explained, like, I don't know if I, okay, so this is gonna like spoiler alert. Feel free to tune away if you don't want this to be spoiled, but it's not like a major plot point in the book, anyway, so it's fine. Um, basically, his mom now has to choose, or the parents told. Simu's mom that she has to choose whether she goes or her younger brother goes because she's always been super independent has been able to do things for herself and her brother has not been able to do that also hmm, Asian men younger brothers Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, so I told my mom about this and I was like how could they put this decision on like a 16 year old kid and I was so angry about it and everything and she was like well they had to choose and I was like, what do you mean? Like, she's like, well, they had to choose somebody. I'm like, well, they could, didn't have to put it on the 16-year-old. They could have just, like, made that decision or have sent the younger brother. And my mom's like, yeah, but, like, in Chinese culture, they want to keep the younger – or they want to keep the brothers at home because they're more helpful around the house and everything. And, like, you tend to baby, like, the younger brothers over, like, um, the females and everything. And I was like, hmm. Okay, but uh, not necessarily what my mom thinks, just what Chinese people think. I want to put that out there. Is your mom uh, older than the brother? No, she's the youngest in the family. Ah, okay. 
Does she ever complain about her brother? One of them died. Oh, um, never mind. And he was the favorite. Oh. Yeah. That's what you get. JK, JK. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think I asked my mom, I was like, so who would you th- like, who would grandma choose? And she was like, oh, like, I don't know. And I was like, probably the older, oldest brother, right? And she's like, yeah, probably. Yeah. Classic. My mom, if you give her the chance, she will complain about how her brother was the favorite and how he said My mom never complained. Hmm. So it's kind of like, I don't, I don't know what that is. Who would your mom choose in your family? Who is the Who's the favorite in my family? Like between... no, no, no. I know who I know who it is. But like, <laughs> well, like it kind of changes. But like, would, like, if your mom had to send somebody to like a hard labor camp between your oldest brother Hugh, you, or your youngest brother Nick, who would she choose? Hi, Nikki. What? I think she would send him. Really? Why? Uh, I think it's because. Uh, she wants him to be maybe disciplined. And she's like, this is a boy thing. A boy should do this. What about Hugh? She'll be like, oh, he has kids. He can't. Okay, but like, imagine he didn't have kids. Oh. Like, imagine this was like back oh, in the day. Oh, then Hugh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to be fair, I think like, Simu's mom and Hugh had like also a similar thing where Hugh was like expected to take care of us and everything. Mm-hmm. Everywhere he went, we were there. <laughs> Sorry to all his friends. <laughs> what? <laughs> like you went with him everywhere? Yeah, he wasn't because like he couldn't leave us at home because we were still too young. But, like why couldn't uh, he invite his? I guess okay. I I see. Like, I understand. If he had he joined badminton team, he like he couldn't go to meetings because he had to go home to watch us. So then instead he would drive home, pick us up, and then he we would take us to badminton. So we'd just play on the side with each other. Aww. that's so sad for him anyway <laughs> what's your beef or crush of the week my beef is jackie our dog um he's been shedding like crazy we literally vacuumed on monday vacuumed we wiped everything down no hair the next day all of a sudden i look around and there's so much hair on the ground and i'm like holy shit it looks like we haven't vacuumed here in like a week like i don't know why Sometimes food will, sometimes hair will land in my food, sometimes on my water bottle, and I'm like, this is pretty gross. I hate this. Anytime I move the blanket, hair goes in my face, in my mouth, anywhere. So we've been, we've been usually combing him every single day too, but it's just, it's shedding season. Time is tough. He cute, but is it worth it, ladies? I can attest to how much hair he sheds. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's everywhere. Yeah, too bad you can't make like human hair wigs out of them. Yeah, or, this could really help. Yeah. Or like they're not like like insulate coats and stuff, you know? Uh, probably not. They feel yeah, like, like a lot of dust, but like when I take out the vacuum cleaner, it just feels like not in good insulate material. But they keep dogs warm. Yeah, so I don't know. We were talking about hypothetically shaving him down as a joke but you i don't think it would work can you imagine a bald like <laughs> husky mix yeah not so well i feel so bad for you i am so sorry that you have hair in your food 
Yeah, it's okay. And everywhere else. I probably ingested amount to make a small dog. <laughs> you win some, you lose some. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to this week. Movies of the early 2000s. Are we going to do 2000 and 2010? 2000 to 2010. Yeah, that's what I meant. Okay. Okay, cool. Sorry, English isn't my first language. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I'll let you start off first. I have not seen your list yet, so if there's an overlap, I'll just say same, same. Okay. <laughs> um. So first one is probably my favorite movie mostly because i've watched it a bunch of times and i can like very easily quote from it and it's also based on a shakespeare play <laughs> it's she's the man Same with thing. amanda Bynes and channing tatum i don't know what it is about this movie but it is absolutely amazing the dialogue the characters chef's kiss Um, I agree. I think uh, it is really great. Um, I think that was the movie, though, that made Amanda Bynes really depressed, though, right? Because she was like, that's what I look like as a boy. And then that's what kind of made her retire from acting for a little bit. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Wait, I thought you knew this. I didn't know. I didn't know what I thought it was just like a slow, like, you know, like there wasn't like I didn't realize that was the reason why. Yeah, it, like, really triggered her seeing herself like that. She was like, I oh can't God. believe I look like this. I think she had, like, some sort of body dysmorphia from it, too. It was just, like, yeah, she didn't do acting for a while. I think the only thing she did after that was the Sydney White movie, where yes. she was... Was that after? Yeah, Sydney White, and then... Uh, where's that? Easy A. Yeah. Huh. I didn't... I'm, oh, I'm so sorry, Amanda Bynes. I know, but I can't help but love it still. Even yeah. though she hated it. It was like such a beautiful movie she made. Oh. I think um, we all should also say Amanda Bynes was like an icon growing up. She mm -hmm. had the Amanda show. Uh, she was on all that. She was like in every teen rom-com. Yeah. The, and what's the other one I like? One where she, like, her dad is like Colin a politician. Firth. Daddy yeah. Colin Firth. I he's so I handsome. Do. I don't. I uh, I don't. What? He's okay. He's what? fine. My real crush was the like male counterpart, I guess, to Amanda Bynes. Like, the, oh yeah, 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 that guy, Oliver or something. I don't know. He didn't grow yeah. up too well though. No, but he was also kind of a staple in a lot of uh, teen rom coms. He was in that and Raise Your Voice with Hilary Duff. Ah, uh, also also great that was not a great movie um but he was great yeah him in it yeah the movie itself was a little bit problematic mm -hmm. so would she would she's the man make it in today's world in 2022 um i i think so um i think they actually the show or the movie calls out like a few like sexist stereotypes i guess I agree. I, I think it is nice. Um, yeah. And in the end, spoiler, but if you haven't seen it, then like, it's your fault. Spoiler, when the coach is like, why can't girls play? I don't see it anywhere in the handbook and just rips up the handbook. And it's like, girls can play here, whatever. So I think that's great. Yeah. Um, 
this one I actually think can stand up. Uh, I just want to redact my comment about how Rush Hour can stand up. I counted at least 14 racist things and at least two sexist things. Yeah, pretty. Wait, Rush Hour 1? Rush Hour 1. It's it's pretty it's pretty bad like it's pretty bad <laughs> and i am so sorry for spreading this false information <laughs> <laughs> to be fair it wasn't top of your mind it was only living in a memory far away yeah it's just there was just so many like off-handed like racist comments that, and like sex like weird sexual harassment um and like uh like weird like sexist things i'm like is this what the 90s are about I think, though, um, the director was one of the guys in the Me Too movement. Oh, God. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff against him. You know what? Rush Hour wasn't that great after I rewatched it again. I can take it off of my, like, 90s list. I'm going to retroactively add Home Alone. (laughs) 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 Because I forgot it was in the 90s. Um... Anyways, what's your one of your favorite movies from the 2000s? My favorite movie is one that I watched recently because I was feeling sad. Legally Blonde. Um, Reese Witherspoon is chef's kiss in it. Elle Woods is chef's kiss. Her tenacity, determination to go through law school. Um, I don't know. Try to win her back her boyfriend. But then she's like, yo, fuck this guy. He sucks. Um, and then win her first case as a law student, as a first year law student, insane. She's just so great. I love it. So many good quotes from it. Yeah. I also like, it's not great, but it is something that does happen where like the, I guess, mentor or who she thought was her mentor just liked her because of her body, I guess. And like, he made a move on her and like that kind of made her question everything about like, herself like what did she deserve all of this like was she meant to be here and everything and she kind of like went through that struggle as well in the movie um i think was like i get goosebumps. wow i have like goosebumps right now talking <laughs> about it because it's like it's just so like empowering so and strong yeah. and yeah and then the end where it's like both of them like ended up dumping the guy and like getting together and becoming best friends like that's great you know what yeah. girl power yeah it was like subtle girl power which is great too because it's like you never like i love that movie growing up and then now like now that i'm older and i can really understand the messaging i'm like oh shit this is a great message i would make totally make my kids watch this yeah and it it's like one of those like don't judge a book by its cover too Mm -hmm. the only problematic thing that i would acknowledge is that she's coming from a place of privilege um and for her to be like oh harvard law school like it's hard to get in like it wasn't that hard for me i mean you could see that she struggled like studying and everything and she like worked her butt off but still her parents had a lot of money she had a lot of resources um Mm -hmm. and she went to fashion merchandising in her undergrad guess that is true like she did come from a very privileged place but that almost kind of like worked against her I guess mm-hmm. like I guess from at least from her parents because parents are like oh like we have money like why do you need to work so hard like mm-hmm. not designed to do that sweetie 
And like you did kind of see her studying so hard for like the LSATs and then you do Mm -hmm. see her struggling and like working hard at Harvard Law. So like, yes, she was privileged. She probably could have gone in anyways because of her parents' money and connections. But you do see her working quite hard to achieve what she wants to do. Legally Blonde 3, here we come. Oh, God. Do not watch any of the other Legally Blonde remakes that have come out thus far. Um, They're not great. Legally Blonde 2, also not that great. A little bit weird. I couldn't get through it. It was so cringy. Something about the dog. Yeah. It was like Bowser's mom or something. Um, It was an animal. Bruisers, Bowser. (laughs) (laughs) Like Mario, right? (laughs) Um. Yeah, so that was, like, not good. Don't watch it. Really fun. The first one, though. Great mm-hmm. movie mm-hmm. on my list as well. Nice. What's next for you? I guess going on with, like, the lawyer-ish theme kind of thing. This movie I didn't realize was actually a 2000s movie. It was originally, I thought, was a 90s movie and on my 90s list. But it's one of the movies that my mom loves. And she, like, watched a a lot when I was a kid, even though it's, like, an 18R movie. Um, It is Aaron Brockovich with Julia Roberts. Have you never, have you heard of it? I I actually have not seen it. It's so good. Isn't it a rom-com? No, it's not a rom-com. It's like a drama kind of... It's based on a true story. I remember reading on Wiki, but now for the life of me, I cannot remember the premise of it. But I know it's about a journalist. That's it. No, it's about... Ah. (laughs) (laughs) It's about, a like, she starts... She's like a single mom with, like, three kids from different dads, I think. And... She ends up working for this lawyer about, um, this, I guess, oil company that because of like their drilling has tainted the well water in this like small town and everything. And she basically has to get a class action together. And like, this is like a, like, it's basically David versus the Goliath kind of thing. And she's David. And so she, ha- like, she gets threatened every and everything. It's like, um she has to take care of her kids and she has to like get all this evidence get people on board and everything and then i'm not gonna give away the ending but it's a good ending and like i don't know it's just like her acting in it is so good like julia roberts acting in this movie is exceptional like absolutely amazing better than pretty woman yeah a hundred percent pretty woman i don't know it's on your favorites from last time (laughs) yeah but like it's not like pretty woman is not like wow like look how good julia roberts acting is Hmm. good to know good to know did she win an oscar for this i think so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. best actress good for her so you have to watch it that is absolutely something you have to add to your list don't just read it you don't get like the full effects of like julia roberts from reading the wiki page Hmm. does it hold up now i don't know there's a lot of swearing in it and a lot of sexism um but i think it all kind of plays into the fact that like the world was against her and everything but i have no other background information about this so now i have to go watch it tune in next week it's your next one my next one is the iconic franchise harry potter and the sorcerer's stone the very first one that came out i think okay pretend jk rowling didn't make it 
because it's just a movie alone. I think it was so great. The casting was so great. They're so cute and little. It was just like something so original. You have never seen Hogwarts and magic like this before. You've always wanted to be a wizard after this movie. I just think it, it was truly a cultural reset. It did make a whole generation of Potterheads, so. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm really disgusted that I love Harry Potter so much. It's like such a millennial, like, you know that word yeah. chuggy? Like, I yeah. don't like that word, but it's like, it's chuggy. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, it, it was kind of like the biggest thing when we were growing up. So, like, I don't blame you. Mm -hmm. It's just, I just love it so much. There's many problematic things with the Harry Potter franchise, but I think, um, yeah, I know it's, it's hard to like s sweep it under the rug when there's like, you got Cho Chang in there when it's like not even a proper name. And I remember telling Nick about this and I was like, I think there's something racist in this movie. They named her Cho Chang and Nick just like burst out laughing and he was like, what? That's the how why would you name something like this even back then shouldn't you know that cho chang is like the worst name possible you're gonna have one agent and you choose this name and put her in ravenclaw absolutely why would, i've been hearing that a lot it's like you have one asian person you put her in ravenclaw like why is ravenclaw like how does that relate ravenclaw is known as like the smart nerdy ones all uh, they do is study okay. kind of thing like they know everything okay i understand now <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's not like a terrible thing. Like, yes, you it, it, they I guess she fell into the trope, but like not a terrible thing, I guess. We don't want to name her something better at least. <laughs> yeah. Okay, no, that we, I agree with. Yeah. That I agree with. Um even JK Rowling making her trans comments saying trans women aren't women. Um we don't acknowledge that. We don't acknowledge JK Rowling. Uh thanks for the movies. That's it. <laughs> Thanks for the memories. <laughs> Thanks for the memories. You're dead. And this is why she wasn't invited to be... I can't remember if she was in the 10-year reunion or whatever reunion that was. But I 20 think, year? 20 year, yeah. But I think uh, if she was, she wasn't invited with the rest of the cast. Um, I, I should watch that. Harry Potter is not on my list. I don't think it affected me as strongly as it affected you. Which, mm, kind of weird. Don't know why. Mm. Oh, we usually like the same things. Yeah, we usually do. I mean, like, I like it. Like, I've watched all the Harry Potter movies, but, like, it just, it's not something that I'm like, oh, like, I'll go back and watch it constantly. Wait, at what age did you watch them? I don't know, like, 12, 13, 14. Wow. I don't know. I've watched it a couple of times. Oh, okay. Because I remember we went to the movie theater to watch it. And I think you weren't, like, really into it. <laughs> We went at midnight yeah. after waiting in line for like an hour, like around the block to go watch it opening TV night. TV. And we had seats at the very front row. Yeah, that was brutal. And we had to like crank our neck up the entire time. And he got like <laughs> so upset with me because I kept talking through the entire movie. No, you kept singing. <laughs> and she was like, pay attention. <laughs> and I was just like... It's fine. I get it. The last movie. Like, it's cool, but it's, like, not that cool. Iconic movie. Apologies. Or younger, <laughs> you shear me. 
That's why I'm like, do you even like it? Like, no wonder you got into it so late in high school. Like that one movie I made you go to. No, it was like I like I watched all the movies before like that movie. Hmm. I just like, I just never was like a big Potterhead. I don't know, like I don't like I like them, but I don't like love them. Okay, okay, you have your own opinions. Okay, what's Shit. your <laughs> what's your next one? Okay, so my next one is basically what made Anne Hathaway's career, in my opinion, at least. It is the first Princess Diaries movie. Same, same. <sighs> and halfway, Julia, Julia or Ju- Julie Andrews? Julia and Julie. 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 Mm-hmm. Julie. Okay, Julie Andrews, iconic as a queen. I'm not going to go into it. I'm pretty sure everyone has watched it at this point. <laughs> but when I was younger, I thought, what is it? What was the place called? Je- like Genovia. Genovia. I was saying Geneva, and I was like, wait, Geneva's like a real place. <laughs> but I thought Genovia actually existed. And I was like looking up the like history of Genovia, and I was like, wait a second, this doesn't exist. I wish it was real. I wish it was real too. But as a kid who was not always the most attractive child, really dreamed of one day having my grandmother come from a faraway place and telling me that I'm actually a princess and go through this makeover and becoming beautiful just by taking off my glasses and straightening my hair. I still wish that would happen (laughs) to me. (laughs) Like, I get that big makeover. Which is taking off your glasses and straightening your hair. Yeah. Damn, I should have worn glasses this whole time. (laughs) Which was, like, kind of the, like, it's really bad, but this was kind of the early 2000s, like, trope. It was, like, girl, nerdy, has glasses and curly hair. Girl becomes pretty by taking off glasses and straightening hair. Mm-hmm. Um, big premise in the rom-com movies to do that. In the teen ones, especially. It's, oh, yeah, okay. Yes, t- I guess when you say, like, they are teenagers in high school. Yeah. And I guess that's why people our age like they need glasses they don't wear them um aka you aka me jk but also like you do need glasses to drive i have not once seen you in glasses um i think it's just like the street signs can be kind of blurry at night um and like that's okay this is kind of a side note, but you did tell me that after you got your new glasses that you're going to start wearing your glasses a lot more because you think you look good in them. And then I've never seen you wear them. Yeah, I was supposed to bring them with me because I'm going to a concert and we have like lawn seats and I forgot them. How was it? I don't know. The concert's on Sunday. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> Just squinting the entire time. <laughs> I mean, it's music. It's fine. It's fine if you don't see them. Yeah, I guess. But, like, I remember when I saw Taylor Swift and I had, like, those, like, front seats. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Blew my mind how close she was. She's so tall. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) From this angle, she's so tall. (laughs) Yes. Okay, I agree with that. I was going to say, I was like, I don't think she's that tall. I think she's, like, 5'11 or 5'10. 5'11? pretty tall pretty tall for a celebrity they're all short oh wow she is tall mm-hmm. She's, uh, what is 180 centimeters to taller than me five foot nine oh she's my height oh why did i think <laughs> she was so tall 
I thought heels. 180 so tall too. <laughs> yeah, heels. Yeah. Okay. Um, my turn. Your turn. Oh man, there's so many great movies from the early 2000s. I'm just browsing through it. My next one is The Dark Knight, which came out in 2008. Believe it or not, but I literally love this movie so much. I have I usually watch this movie like every year just because you got Christian Bale, you got Heath Ledger, amazing. Gary Oldman, also amazing. Gary Oldman is literally a chameleon. Like he was Sirius Black in Harry Potter, and now he reappears again in my favorite movie, The Dark Knight, as um, Lieutenant Gordon. Like amazing, amazing movie. Um, this is a Batman movie, um, but I just think it's so cool because every time I watch it, I'm like, wow, this is so great. The impact is so real. Heath Ledger was so great as the Joker, and there's so many memes and iconic phrases from this movie. I think it's great. I hate the Batman movies. I you hate the in particular Knight. don't like the Dark Knight franchise. What? Those are literally my favorite. I I I don't I don't know why. Something about Christian Bale's Batman just like weirds me out. Oh, the low voice I don't love. Yeah. I hear um, he um can be a little bit difficult to work at work with. He is also a chameleon, though. If you've seen him in the new Thor Love and Thunder um, trailer, <laughs> I, Jordan was like, that's Christian Bale. I'm like, who? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> He's like the white guy. And I was like, what? <laughs> There's a lot of memes about him. Ah, deservedly. Yeah, about, it's like you trying, it's the person trying to eat blue cheese and convincing you it's good. And it's like Christian Bale's like, like pained smile in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair though christian bale is very dedicated to his craft um he probably should be less dedicated because he's probably ruining his body by fluctuating his weight so much mm-hmm. but props to him i guess so difficult actor but also dedication so does it balance out i don't think anything is worth it even for a role i don't know like they have so much cgi now you can do that yeah, and fat suits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, for his role in The Mechanic, he was literally smoking and drinking coffee every day. He lost so much weight, and then he upped it to an apple, I think. And then in American Hustle, he gained a shit ton of weight. So, uh, it's called um, Work-Life Balance, Christian Bale. Look it up. <laughs> Ladies, it's so easy to lose weight. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. No, not not the diet advice you want to put out there. Yeah. I have nothing to say about this movie other than I don't like it. I know that this is one of your favorite movies. I just forgot. And moving on. <laughs> I remember showing it to Nick when we first started dating and like turning over to see him on the couch. And he's just like, his mind is blown. <laughs> just, um, to the people, so who, the people who watch or have watched uh dark knight movies please let us know you agree with maggie do you agree with wanda i think he liked it a lot because he was like this is where all my favorite memes come from (laughs) oh my god and that's a meme and that's a meme (laughs) that's funny it's like when you take like family to like hollywood or like um like i don't know like warner brothers studio or something and you're like oh my god that's where like that scene was filmed or like this is like the block from this movie 
same same vibes <laughs> okay what's your next one actually don't have a next one like so i kind of want you to go on oh perfect next one is mean okay. girls i don't know why you didn't mention that i don't mean girls is like i think i've gone over mean girls i haven't watched it in a really long time but i just think it's like an iconic movie you don't I think so i think it's an iconic oh, okay. movie but i i don't know if it's one of my favorites anymore i think it used to be one of my favorites but i think mm-hmm. i kind of like Somewhere in the last few years, I kind of outgrew Mean Girls. I definitely haven't watched it in a while, but I remember younger, like in high school, we would all like reference it, talk about it so much. Like we all recited it. Like it was a, it was a movie everyone had to watch. I was thinking of making Nick watch it because he hasn't seen it. And I don't know. I just feel like he needs to have this in his life. Um, But I think it was... um, I don't want to say, I don't know if it would stand up in today. Like if it was released today, do you think it would be as good? I guess it's like, what wouldn't stand up? I don't know. There wasn't anything like super racist. I think it was just, um, I think the only thing that came to mind is like them begging on Damien for being gay in the burn book. Something about he's too gay to function. I think that's like, eh. Um, oh, or the whole uh, Regina George not inviting she was Janice because she heard she was a lesbian, but Janice is Lebanese. <laughs> is that what the joke was? Yeah. Oh my god, I didn't realize that. I thought it was just because like she was like a lesbian. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> That's a good joke. <laughs> um. I think it's like a lot of high school cliques and stuff, but other than that, I don't see a reason why it wouldn't stand up. I think it's like a good classic like rom-com movie. Yes. And I just want to add to it. Not really my favorite anymore, but High School Musical really defined my 2000s. (laughs) Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And that was the burst of the whole, the main three people. Zach Efron, Vanessa Hudgens, and Ashley Tisdale. I think those three were like super popular when we were growing up, especially yeah. Zach Efron. Yeah, they were like the Disney. I mean, Zach Efron is still relatively popular now. He just looks a lot different than he did then, and he doesn't like act as much anymore. But he gets to be more choosy with his stuff. But wow, they were like pushed to the like front and center of everything, like a bunch of movies had them on the disney channel and everything it was just like actually tisdale was famous though disney wise before she went on high school musical but like vanessa hudgens and zach efron weren't really Mm -hmm. yeah that really like blasted their career and then i think it kind of made it worse when they started dating because then everything was about those two and all (laughs) the marketing was attached to them they're like oh troy and gabrielle gabriella and zach and vanessa in real life and then i think there was a point the director was saying like they had a fight and they kind of broke up and the director was like shit is this movie over i hope that like it should have been because high school musical 2 and 3 are not good high school musical 2 has the best song of all time high school musical 1 has the best music yes but high school musical 2 has the one song that's amazing what song is it I don't dance. It's Corbin. It's okay. That song, I literally had it on repeat like last month because that song is so good. High school, like 
the soundtrack of High School Musical 1, other than any part where Gabriella is singing by herself or Zac Efron singing by himself, the all, like, it's just good. It's just, the first movie is iconic, classic. I hate that they made two other movies after that. And nothing will change my mind on this. <laughs> the other two movies were absolute wasteful. Sorry, I, like, I remembered this because you said clicks. Mm-hmm. Like, that I, like, the cafeteria scene and then that song and then, yeah, so... That's where my brain went. This is fair. Sorry to interrupt. No, it's all good. Um, High School Musical, I think, would stand. Actually, they made a remake of it, but it's not a remake. It's like a continuation. Well, it's like... It's hard to explain, but it's like kids who love the movie, and then they try to recreate it. Yeah, those don't really ever work. But it did propel Olivia Rodrigo. Mm-hmm. Rodriguez? Mm-hmm. Olivia Rodrigo, yeah. Rodrigo to living her best her. life. Yeah. Her breaking up or I guess that guy breaking up with her was the best thing that has ever happened to her career. Yeah, he came out and said like that really stressed him out and that gave him like um a panic attack and some other medical thing where he ended up in the hospital. And he was just like, I was just getting so much hate, like there was so much pressure, like all of a sudden the spotlight was on me, I just wasn't prepared. And I thought I was going to die. And the doctor was like, if you didn't come any earlier, like something bad would have happened. Damn. That really sucks for him. Yeah. I mean, they're kids, right? Yeah. Like still so young. Like When they were together, they were young, but they're still so young even now. And it's like having, but like, I guess like on one hand it was good for Olivia, but on the other hand it really fucking sucked for him. Yeah. And like he never got he got like infamy, but he didn't really get real fame. Like no one wants to really like cast him because of this. Yeah, I don't think his music is as popular either. Um, he did come out though as not straight. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So it was all for nothing, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Any other movies to conclude? Um, only honorary mentions, but nothing that like really. Hmm, nothing that really made me go, "Wow, this was a great movie." Yeah, I think we said all our favorites. Okay, give me your one honorary mention. And I'll give you mine after. Oh man, you can't. Okay, fine. Do give that me all. Me. Just list all okay, your. Okay, I'm gonna list two. I'm gonna list two. Okay. Okay. Uh, the first one is How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Um, I, yeah, I just love that movie so much. Uh, I just like that she was like faking it and then she ended up falling for him and then they both had a bet about it. I just like those kind of tropes, I guess. Matthew McConaughey was also like, whoa, back then. Yeah. Um, he's like, still handsome now, but back then in his prime when he was like cast for every like rom-com, whoa. <laughs> Um, okay, my second one is Minority Report, Tom Cruise. I know that's a weird one, but I watched that movie, like, recently, and it fucked me up. Have you seen I've it I've never before? seen it. I've never seen it. So the premise is, it's, like, the future, and then they, it's, like, the police come because they have these three humans who can kind of, like, tell the future, and they have this organization that, like, prevents murders, so they arrest you before you commit a murder, which is, like, pretty flawed um, because it's, like, people can change their intent, that kind of thing. Um, and then his 
And then you find out in the past that he had a son and his son was kidnapped. So all his like actions in the movie are like trying to find out like where his son went and then like trying to get down to the bottom of like this flawed organization. Um, and yeah, it's pretty good. It's it's a great movie. Um, it just fucks me up because well, it's like the, because they don't tell you where the son went. The end, like mm-hmm. it doesn't conclude. No, oh. because the so how it was was like they did like breathing competitions or like just the dad and the son. They were it's like at a public pool and there's a lot of people. So the son went first, and then the son was like, okay, dad, you go next. So the dad was like, okay, I'll hold my breath now. And then he didn't hold it for that long, maybe like 30 seconds, and came back up, and his son was gone. And he just, like, looked around the pool and just, like, couldn't find him anywhere. Oh, so it's like Finding Nemo. Well, in the end, he doesn't find him, though. Okay. Finding Nemo. That's the sad part. Not as happy. Finding Nemo. Still Finding Nemo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like if if Finding Dory didn't exist, it was just Finding (laughs) Nemo, too. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that should be an honorary thing. I watched that so many times on the airplane. You didn't watch that? I, never, I watched Finding Dory. I never watched Finding Nemo. I think it's a good... I don't remember anything. I just remember. Oh, my God, and Lilo and Stitch. Those were the two movies I watched on the airplane for Timmy and <laughs> So your two became four. four. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, you're okay. done. My honorary mention, and you're going to hate me for this, and it's a very flawed movie. Can you can you guess what movie I'm gonna say? It's Bridget a movie. Jones? No, I've never watched Bridget Jones. Hmm. But it rom com kind of drama rom rom romedy. <laughs> no, it's a romantic drama. <laughs> it always makes me cry. Sex in the City. No, that didn't come out in the 2000s. I don't. Uh, it actually did 2008 you're right Uh, like I don't don't think it was good enough (laughs) to honorary mention I don't think Coco came out no but what is a super flawed movie that is a romantic drama that has an ending that I never expected even though everyone else in the world saw coming Romeo and Juliet? No, okay. <laughs> so, my honorary mention is The Notebook. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yuck. Super flawed movie, but I don't know why. The first time I ever watched it, I didn't expect the ending. I didn't expect them to be the same people. So, when I found out, I absolutely bawled my eyes out all the way up until the ending. And it's so bad because he literally, like, pressures her into saying yes to dating him and, like, she literally cheats on her fiance for him and then but like the the chemistry of rachel mcadams and ryan gosling is palatable actually like no i don't want to like i don't want to palate it but like you know like you could feel it (laughs) yeah i think um it helped that he hated her so much at the beginning like a whole hate to love thing yeah which is like what you love yeah i do love it um, I love their, I'm very interested in their dating life. I didn't like their movie. <laughs> they were so good together. It was just like them two together. Like if you just screw every other premise of the actual movie and just like focus on the chemistry that they had together, it was like electric. It made me fall in love with Ryan Gosling at that point. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I did say that you don't like it, so... <laughs> 
What's your oh, next one? I think I don't have enough. I don't. Oh, have what? One. You only have the one? I only had the one. I said I was I was gonna let you go, and then I'll oh. just do my one. <laughs> I mean, I was kind of hoping you'd say this one because I forgot about it. But Miss Congeniality. Oh, good movie. Mm-hmm. Also problematic. Which one was problematic? Uh, Miss Congeniality. Wait, what about it's problematic? It literally like it, it like it's kind of the whole like stereotype thing of like oh like she's one of the guys and everything because oh, she doesn't really put yeah. turn into her yes, yes, appearance yes, and then she ends up like falling in love with the guy who's like her partner who always like made fun of her but only saw her in a mm. different light when she started wearing makeup and everything. It's it I don't know. There's weird vibes off of that movie, but that scene when Sandra Bullock is walking out of that airport thing. And she's like strutting that blue dress. Hot. She is beautiful. I second honorary mention <laughs> that is the proposal. <laughs> that came out. Oh man, yeah, that was a great I just movie. Quickly googled it. It came out in two thousand and nine. Ryan Reynolds, Sandra Bullock, and Betty White. I was singing the song. What is it? And the sweat drips down my balls <laughs> like the other day. <laughs> because i just think it's so funny when like ryan reynolds comes and he's like like that's the first thing you thought of like balls <laughs> um i feel like they didn't really have any chemistry in that movie i'll be oh, honest no. but i Not think it all. was such a funny movie so great i think ryan reynolds mom is so hot um <laughs> yeah i think it was a great movie so funny yeah complete opposite of the notebook <laughs> yeah yeah betty white rest in peace but she was absolutely great in that movie as well an icon an icon an icon in everything that she did mm-hmm. uh, okay now i'm done i think like <laughs> we just had so many more movies because it's like this is the time period of when we were like actually growing up yeah i agree this was so. the defining era for us yeah, it truly was. I think mm-hmm. it like shaped the way that we like view television and movies and mm-hmm. everything like from that point on. Yes, even though I said the '90s was that for me, I agree with what <laughs> you said. <laughs> the '90s was for everyone else. The 2000s, the early 2000s, yes, was personally were for us. For us. Yeah. <laughs> and then everything got worse in the 2000s and tens. We don't know that. Tune in next week to find out. Yeah, tune in next week and go. Like us and follow us on social media, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, and go listen to us wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. And like Mikey said, join us next week for another episode of Apologetically Me. Bye. Bye.